Patreon 105 inside the cage. Scott and Mark with you as ever. How are you, mate? I'm good, man. How are you? Not bad. Living the dream. You know me. Bad it is. Mm. All good, mate. All good. Nice to be able to get back to another level of normality with being able to see folk and the weather was nice, so that made things a bit better. Uh, it's been good, that man. There's a wee couple of changes happening and stuff like that, so things are getting a wee bit better and looking a wee bit brighter for the future going forward. So it can only get better from now on, you'd like to hope. Nah, it couldn't get any worse, to be fair. No, that's true. That is very, very true. Just want to go for a pint. Weirdly, I'm not that arsed about the pint. I don't know why. Oh, no, I just want a pint, mate. I just want to go and have a pint. I don't even know why I go out. I just. I think I just want to go and have a pint somewhere and just it'd just be class. In fact, I don't actually want to have one. I want to have two because the first one will be shit. The second one will be class. I want, I, I, I want, I want to go and do the, the, kind of, the socials aspect of things, but I'm not really, weirdly enough, I'm not really that arsed about the drink. I don't know why. Mm. I got a pint, I got a pint smashing, but it's no, it's not the biggest thing I'm looking forward to, I've got to say. Well, I've got to do myself, but the, I'm not really thing. Buzzing, but. The biggest thing I'm looking forward to is getting back to the fibre. Yeah, that's the one thing that's doing my touch on the new and all, mate. I'm desperate to get back to the fibre. Absolutely yeah. desperate. I'm desperate, desperate to go back and watch it and desperate to go back and play it and all. Aye, it'll be good to get back playing it. Hopefully that'll be a few weeks' time, man. I've, I've been playing a couple of games of fives over the last few weeks, but um, it's supposed to be um, non-contact, isn't it, I suppose? So... How that I happens, I don't actually know what they expect from you, but I did hear that people apparently were getting into trouble if there was too much contact in their game. So, well, I can't wait to see that happen in ours. Oh, that'll be a disaster. I mean, people can't just hold in their game, so you'd be the chance. You just smash right any people, cuddling and all that in the flare. Right, it's, Mr. it's Glasgow, man. It's fucking not going to happen. No, I know. Yeah, there's enough that because you could probably do a show on football the day after the last 24 hours worth of news but we're not even going to get it yeah I've not even read about it to be honest um, I I don't understand you know I'll maybe talk about it after but um, yeah listen that's another, that's another thing for another day mate because I still reckon you and I are going to end up doing a football podcast so you never know you never know indeed my man you never know indeed right let's crack on because there's loads to talk about tonight um We'll start with UFC from the weekend, guys. We'll have a little swatcheroo at Bellator from Friday night. Um, and then we'll look forward to this weekend. There's hunters on this weekend. Um, it'll be a brief look at some of them. Maybe a more in-depth look at 261, because 261 is class. Um, PFL are back. They're first of the year. KSW have got a big event on, and obviously one championship are on as well. So there's four cars for us to have a quick look at and see how we go there. Um, but yeah, let's jump straight into UFC on ESPN, Whitaker versus Gaslam, UFC on ESPN 22 and UFC Vegas 24, headlined by Whit- Robert Whitaker versus Kelvin Gaslam after Paulo Costa pulled out. Um, you text me and you said you weren't, like, not that you weren't impressed, but this just didn't set the headline I like for you? No, I think, no, that, that's, that, maybe my word in my text was wrong. Robert Wacker was sensational, he was absolutely class, everything he did was spot on, it was 10 out of 10, every single thing that he did. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that basically go, like I did not better, he could have done that better, there was nothing, like it was probably one of the 
closest performances to perfect you're more likely to see. I think what I'm not saying I was bored, bored while I was in the right word, but because he was that good, there was no contest. There was no he didn't he didn't beat him up for 25 minutes either, but it was just one of those ones that was just I don't know what it was for me. I was watching it and I'm like, right, Gaston, do something, make it interesting. Because he's just tanning you here, he's just tanning your ass. He's just making a mockery of you at this moment in time. And it just kept going on. Oh, fuck it, my fair play. Whitaker's fucking dominating this fight from start to finish. But Gaston didn't make it a fight either for me. Gaston, I thought, was as good as Whitaker was. Gaston was fucking pitch. But then I think Gaston really struggled just to deal with anything. That's the thing. It's such a difficult thing. You could say that Gaston was that bad because Whitaker was that good. But That's could you say the... Gaston was that bad because and that made Whitaker look even better? I don't know. No, I think it's definitely the first mate. I, I, what, honestly, man, like I wasn't sure what to expect. I, you know for a fact I am not Robert Whitaker's biggest fan. I think the tools are there. But I've always been critical because one, he never won the belt, and two, he never defended it. So he's never, for me, calling him an ex-champ is a difficult thing for me to stretch to because, okay, I technically, he held the belt because he got promoted to interim, and that's fine, but he never actually officially won it and never defended it. But, mate, that is probably one of the single most accomplished performances I've ever seen out of a, a fighter. And I'm talking about, you know, you've, you've seen Izzy, you know, beat Gastelum, and you've seen Izzy you know, go hard with Gaslam and you've seen Izzy do these great things and all that. But honestly, I, I can't think of a better single 25-minute performance than that, except perhaps Max Holloway against Calvin Carter. Um, I'm talking that kind of level, mate. It's it, it's actually ridiculous. Like the, the thing that got me the most right was, wasn't the fact how good Whitaker was, because I think he's always hitting him. It was the fact that he's taken his game so far. Every, they'll see the last three or four times seeing Whitaker. After he gave it by Izzy, the next time I thought, OK, looks better. See, next time, look better again. This time, he's looked fucking even better again. I'm not sure if he can get much better, but I don't think he needs to be much better to make that a much be- a much more different fight with his, uh, his, uh, Adesanya. Um, that that Robert Wicker on Saturday, mate, honestly makes that rematch with Adesanya mouth-watering, I'm telling you. I know you'll probably say that he doesn't get close and that, you know, Wicker's probably nowhere near... Um, Adesanya, but honestly, I think on that evidence, I think that rematch would be fucking amazing. No, definitely. I was out doubt on that performance and the way he did perform on Saturday night. How did you say how good he was, mate? He was he was utterly sensational from start to finish. Um, dominated the fight, and it will make the fight against Izzy even better if that is what Roller whatever we get against Izzy next time around. I know Robert. Uh, he mentioned at the end of the fight, possibly hopefully try and get it back in Australia and stuff. Ah, obviously things are very difficult getting in Australia right now. Nobody's getting into Australia unless you're Australian. So um that's maybe something for the UFC going forward that they'll have to discuss with the Australian authorities because there's no way they can make that fight again and not have it in Australia. It would just be it would be silly to not have it in Australia. But then the Australians would be probably okay with it if it's going to benefit them. And having that fight in Australia is going to make, you know, it's going to be massive for the country to host it as, as like it did last time. Um, a massive economic thing for the country as well. I know obviously America's opened up doors recently, but I don't even think America would at this moment in time have 60,000, 70,000 people at an event, whereas in Australia, because of the way their circumstances are and how they've basically closed themselves off to the world, that could be done without doubt as long as the UFB is 100% 
safe and everything's brand new. Um, but I definitely think to make get it made as soon as possible. I think even Whitaker was indicating that after his interviews. I, I that's the only thing now, basically, mate. I think I think Whitaker's performance was that good that Vittori is definitely nowhere near the title shot. Do you know what I mean? That's what we spoke about last week, didn't we? The kind of so that oh, is where is Vittori? Absolutely nowhere near. Um, I would make I would make Vittori versus Santos on the same night you make Whitaker versus Arasanya. Mate, I would just make a towel for Tory fight again. Did I say Santos? I meant Costa. I knew you meant. I would just make the, the original towel for Tory fight. Yeah. I think that's yeah. the only fight to make. Um, even better if you get it on the same night as as um, what I could add If one of them was to fall off, at least you could probably put one of them forward into the title fight and you'll still have your fight. You'll, you'll need an Australian, New Zealand guy in there to sell the fight. Not sell the fight, that's not the right words, but you know what I mean? They want somebody in that title shot or kind of title, that main event to appease the fans as such. So, mm. um, I, that's probably going forward. That'll be the best way to do it. It gives Till Wick however many months he needs to recover now as well. So, aye. Um, I said at start, sensational for Whitaker. What a performance. Absolutely brilliant, man. Got, I got something a little bit controversial. I hope you'll back me up here, right? Are you a little bit miffed? That Kelvin Gaslam gets a 50k bonus for that. They make that fight then, right? Yes. Aye, then, because there was no fight. That's why I was not bored. Bored wasn't the right word, as I said, but it was it was just too good for Whitaker. He didn't make it a contest in the end because he was that much better than Whitaker, uh, Gaslam on the night. So he gave Gaslam a bonus. Seems a bit. Um, well, ludicrous to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's it's it goes back to this thing you and I always say about performance of the night should be based on a full performance. Now that is the most accurate performance of the night, fifty k you should ever give to anybody, mate, ever. Um, and it's disappointing that I mean, I, I get it. Like it was, it was. The same thing Max Holiday's performance was that no ended up a fight in the night, even though Max Holiday bumped him for twenty five minutes. Possibly, mate. Possible. I, I wouldn't surprise me. Which I I'm mean, sure I, I get it, right? Gaslam was still one half of that twenty five minute fight, but half of that twenty five minute fight was Whitaker showing how fucking amazing he is, and the other half was Kelvin Gaslam just being there. So it's. I don't why I don't why I speak ill of these guys, mate, because these guys put their bodies in line, and I'm not by all means having a go at Kelvin Gaston, by the way. I really am not, because it's not him that makes these decisions. But surely something the UFC's got to look at that and go, hold on, we paid Kelvin Gaston an extra 50k for what? For turning up? Aye. I don't know if I'm just being bitter, mate, but I just That's what like it Yeah. That is what it is. Yes. What's, what about what about Gaslam? He took this fight obviously on short short-ish notice. Um, does it really affect him that much? We knew he probably wasn't in the title picture. Does this just confirm that? Or does it do him any real damage because of how one-sided it was? What do you think? I don't think it does him any major damage. I think he still is where he is. He's still at the eighth ranked middleweight in the world. That's not going to change. Um, I think if he'd beaten Whitaker... I think it'd be hard to argue to not give him an R title shot, but before the fight, you take the fight on, say, late notice, or was it two or three weeks or something like that, three or four weeks, something like that, I've run about that. So he took the fight on a few weeks' notice. Um, 
So fair play on for half for standing up. He's probably definitely still maybe one or two fights away from even talking about a title shot again. Um, maybe you set him up when he fights Jared uh, Cannonier or something like that. Maybe that's the kind of route you go down with him. I don't know. Um, but I definitely, I don't think it done him any major harm. He took a fight a few weeks' notice. Well, he's 1-5 he, in, in the UFC. His last six in the UFC. Sorry. 1-4 one, one, sorry, Aye, one in, one in four in his last five in the UFC. And, like, I don't know if maybe he's slowly becoming, like, a a top five gatekeeper. We talk about gatekeepers. It's like, if you want a shot you need to get into that elite group, you need to beat um, Kelvin Gastelum. Exactly. And you get Kelvin Gastelum, that we'll say. Yeah, I, I would imagine so, mate. It kind of seems that way because... He could beat by Adesanya, obviously, for the belt. He could beat by Darren Till. Okay, that was a split decision and it was pretty close. Jack Hermanson submitted him inside two minutes. He beat Heinish and then obviously got absolutely smashed by Whitaker. So, I don't know, mate. It's one of these things, I guess, that you've just got to see where he goes. But, mm. As I said, I don't think it... I, I, I don't, it's still going to be one of the ones that the UFC are going to go, right... Let's get fucking shot. I mean, let's start fight. It's no one no. of those one in that last because he fought a guy who on the night was sensational. He took the fight on three or four weeks' notice. Possibly, if he lost Ian Heinish fight, then he'd have been looking at getting cut. He won that fight. He looked really good in that fight, let's be honest. He had to use his wrestling, which he had to use for years and years, and he came out and he really performed well on the night in that fight. Um, aye, I'd say, I don't think it does him any major damage. Maybe. Maybe Cannoneer's fight, something like that. Maybe fight Derek Prince. I don't know. There's, there's various names within that division. I think you could probably give Kelvin Gaston at that point because he's still trying to build, rebuild that reputation as such after they kind of three losses in a row. So. He's only 29. He's younger than Whitaker. Mental. He's been about for 30,000 years. A million years, I know. Okay. Right. Let's move on. Because there's a lot to talk about in this uh, this thing. Obviously, before we move on, obviously the co-main event was supposed to be Jeremy Stevens and Drakkar Closer. You heard about this carry on? I basically Drakkar Closer. Obviously, the uh, the bit of aggro in the way ends. Uh, I I seen the push. I can't fucking believe the power they put in that push. Did, did you watch? Like, see if you actually watched that push again and watch closer. You watch the way Closer stumbles, mate. That was not good. The way. He pure jerked his body and he couldn't eat. it was like almost as if he was off balance like straight away it was almost as if that totally fucked him straight off the bat mate if you watch the way he moves it was really fucking creepy man like really bizarre um I was I was, I was strange, so surprised but... when it happened as well I was like what the fuck happened there then all of a sudden uh, closer disappears off screen he comes back in and he's aye it's a weird one um I wouldn't surprise obviously he said that it seems to be that the push has done the damage, blah, blah, blah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, as I say, the velocity of the, the push was pretty bad for me, to be honest. It seemed... And if that's cost the UFC a fight, which, let's be honest, I think 99.9% of the, the, the MMA community were looking forward to, then um, I'd imagine Jeremy Stevens has got a bit of bobbing. Yeah, I'd imagine he's in a bit of a rollicking off a of Dana or Sean Shelby, to be honest. I, don't, I can't... I can't uh... Yeah. 
just got to the last start of time. I was really looking forward to that. Jerry Stevens back up at lightweight, that car close. So I had no thought for maybe I think it was over a year or something like that. So I, I was buzzing for that fight and I was so gutted that I ended up looking so sad because I was watching that. I was like, what the fuck happened? I've never heard that he pulled out basically until because I watched it Sunday morning and I was watching it and I was like, what the fuck's Tracy Cortez on the main card for? Oh, because I must have moved it. must be a six fight main card or something like that. And I kept watching. And I'll ask you to one of any worries. I'll ask you fucked off. Now, so Gaston comes out and I'm like, uh, what? what did they miss a fight? What the fuck happened there? And then that's when I actually found out about that. Especially men, when you look at the fights that came off of this, like, um, you were supposed to have Parker Porter versus Chase Sherman, but got Arlovsky. Um, Nathan Levi, uh, Levi was supposed to make his debut. Um, against Austin Hubbard, but that came off Ricardo Ramos versus Bill Algio as well. We lost a few fights off it, mate. Um, lost a few fights, that's the thing. Yeah. What about the rest of the card? A long night. Um, lots of decisions. Only two official stoppages and one technical decision. Um, anything jumping out at you? It was a weird night, mate. It took, we'll go with the, I think we spoke of you mentioned me yesterday regarding the kind of two splits on the main card. Um, my favourite man in the world, Luis Pena. Um, oh, man. Like, I, I, I just... Like, I'll give you a go, go back. Oh, man, I just don't... I don't, un, I don't understand, right? I've never... I've never learned any of the techniques. I'm not, I know I'm, I'm not a gym person. I'm not a boxer. I don't have any sort of fighting techniques or martial arts history background at all, right? But see, for me, Pena looks like he... he oh, I don't even know how to explain this, man. He looks like he's got all the tools. His defence for takedowns is brilliant. His own takedowns brilliant. His striking is, you know, fast and crisp. But I just don't understand how he keeps getting these split decision wins. And even then, I said to you, I don't think he won the fight. I genuinely, I genuinely scored at 29-28 Munoz. Yes, granted, it was very, very close. And if it went either way, I probably wouldn't have bothered. But Luis Peña, mate, I just don't understand. He looks to me like he has all the tools, right? From my limited knowledge or my knowledge of watching MMA for four or five years, picking things up over the years, doing the show, you learn things. Looking at him, mate, he should literally be... How he's not a ranked lightweight in the UFC is beyond me, mate. He's young, he's enthusiastic, but he just, as soon as he gets in that octagon, mate, it's just like, oh, it's so frustrating. And I, I'm a, I like Luis Pena. I'm a, I would say I'm a fan, mate. I would say I, I want him to do well. I think he's got a mental look, man. That mental ginger hair is just fucking class. And... But there's just something about him. It's just so frustrating to watch. By the end of the 15 minutes, I was literally had my head in my hands and I was shaking my head. I was like, "Are you actually kidding me on? Like, is did that actually happen? It's mental, mate." I think I I agree with this part. The spot I think the first round Munoz definitely won. The first round Pena won. The third round second it went either way. I think I think it was a very close fight. Um, with regard, that regards was definitely that second round it was all about how you scored that I think there was a takedown for Munoz didn't do much with it so you came on that Peña strike can look good so aye second round was all about split decision I was totally happy with split decision without doubt I yeah, think it went either yeah. for me so yeah. 100% of that Peña as you say he annoys you because he showed you in that third round everything he has got in his arsenal Munoz was trying to get takedowns Stop that, no problem. I think Munoz is probably tired the third, but still, he stopped the takedowns. He showed he's got the technique to stop the takedowns. He came out, he was in fun with striking. He was hitting off his shots for fucking anywhere and everywhere. 
he's got a bit of a ground game even, even at times when the fight did go to the ground he showed that he can get back up again and he can reverse position to do what he had to do he's just I don't know what it is does he just start the fight slow and that's how he ends up having he gets to the end of the first round and his coach put a turn around and go, what are you doing, you fud? You've lost that round again. You need to get there and go and win these next two rounds. I, I don't think oh. it is that, mate. I don't think he's that because although he's, he, although his level raised a bit in the third, mate, it didn't raise massively from what it was rounds one and two. That's the thing. It didn't. Like, he lifted himself. Of course he did. But it's just... I don't understand. See, for me, Pena should be going out and smashing all these fuckers. Whether he knocks them out or not, he should have done what Robert Whitaker did. Level above. Bang, bang, bang. Like, they were saying, fucking Dominic Cruz and Bisping were saying, he doesn't have power. He just touches you, Dom Cruz, and he literally just touches you for 50 minutes. That's fine. But win it 30-26, 30-25, boss the bastard. Don't win it on a split decision. And then, even then, doubt it on a split decision. Don't have people like me sitting here saying, I didn't think he won. Don't do that. If you've got the tools, which I know he does, from my limited... No, I don't I don't know. I'd love to know. I'd love to hear up a drum like Trevor Whitman and see what a coach actually thinks of him. Somebody who's not connected with him. Somebody from another gym looking at Luis Peña says, because see, for me as a fan and as somebody who's watched it for a long time, the guy looks like a real serious, legit contender, mate, but he just can't... He, he can't put it together and I don't know what that's what's so frustrating. It's not even... I think he's shite or I think he's brilliant. It's just you think he got all the tools but then when you watch him, you're just like... Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he doesn't have the tools. Maybe he doesn't have the technique. Maybe he doesn't have these things that I think he does. But, oh, mate, I, I just get so frustrated. And I had, I had faith in him this weekend. I was like, do you know what? This is it. That's going to be the weekend. This is going to be it. He's either going to knock him out, he's going to sub him, or he's going to destroy the guy 15 minutes. And then at the end of it, I was just like, my God. Typical. Aye, it was. It was. It was disappointing for that. But I agree with you. I'm a bit a fan of Pena as well. I, I, I actually, when you've got Pena and you've got Pena, he's full blown best. He's a very good, enjoyable fighter to watch. But we oh, don't get that often enough, and that's the problem. But yeah, hopefully, maybe it will come. Maybe some a penny will drop. You see, with the football players and stuff, ah, and they don't. They don't maybe play up to their potential when they're 19, 20, 21. It takes them maybe to 23, 24, and then all of a sudden, boom, the penny drops. And they're just a totally different, different player. And maybe Pena, it'll it'll come because it's it's not that he's not got it. He is twenty seven on. He's getting on a bit. Mind you, he's limited experience. He's still ninety three. It's not exactly a massive record of fights he's had. Um, right, I'm hoping this comes good. I really am because I'd love to see him up near the top of the rankings, challenging definitely hundred percent. See, taking off like the Pena glasses, right? And looking at that, see for a fan like a like a, a neutral fan, that's exactly the kind of fight you want to see back and forward, split decision. You know that's what you want to see. But I think it's just overstating having watched him for so long and just realizing that he's he is so good, but he's just so frustrating at the same time. But yeah, I felt a bit the same about Tracy Cortez. Again, I scored that the other way. I scored that for Kish and. Cortez again looks like she's got all the tools. Maybe not as good on the stand-up. Definitely a wrestling background. She looks the part. She, she talks the part. She's, by all accounts, she's a bit of a you know like somebody who the UFC have put a lot of stock in. But again, just meh. I agree with you, mate. I was a bit. I was looking forward to seeing Cortez. Um, a lot of hype about her. She won her two, her two, um, her two fights previously, pretty easily. Um, the way that Bannon went, she did come down back down to flyweight for this fight. And uh, this was her first fight in the UFC flyweight, I believe, I think. Aye, part of it. Um, in a contender series. So, 
maybe coming back down to flyway, maybe cost her a wee bit of, maybe a wee bit of energy towards the end of the fight. I don't know. I think, again, weirdly, even before the Mrs. Face Buffer made the announcement, I mean, that's a best part decision. Because I agree with you as well that it can. I don't. I don't agree with you in the fact. I, I don't know who won the fight. I don't actually know who won the fight. You can give it in either way. If, yeah, if you had to, if you had to score, listen, mate. We're the same. If you're the same as a judge and you have to score it, how are you score it? Cortez. See, it's just this way, isn't it? It's a spot decision. That's what you're going to get. For me, I thought Kish did enough because Cortez didn't put enough pressure on. But then again, if I watch it back, mate, you never know. I might see it differently. Same with Pena. If I sit there now and watch Pena's 15 minutes back, I might go, do you know what? I got that wrong. Pena did win it. But I just, again, it was just frustrating because I felt as if, you know, maybe not so much because I've not seen much of Cortez, to be honest. I don't really remember watching her very much, to be honest. Um... But she looked good for the bit she did do. But again, just frustrating because it looks like she's got all those. But then Kish, Kish is a Kish is hard man, like hard, hard to put away. If you if you're being if you're beating Justin Kish, then for me you're a decent fighter. But at the same time, we probably didn't see that in Tracy Cortez, and that's probably what's most disappointing. You know, it's there. Maybe we didn't get it on the night. Um, Hopefully she'll come out better. Maybe next time. Maybe maybe the way it did cost her. Obviously she never got. She she missed weight. Oh, aye, she missed weight. Half a pound. It wasn't exactly. You don't know. You don't know what's going on with people. Maybe something went wrong with the weight cut. Maybe you obviously see a, a few females fails in the past, just depending on what's happening and stuff like that in their personal life. What kind of I'm trying to word this in a nice way, regards to maybe. A time of the month, that kind of type thing. I don't know how to work best word, but that was. But these, these things all affect. Yeah. So, um, I will hopefully next time we we'll see a better Tracy Cortez because I think there's definitely a fighter in there. I think she used to go and do a wee bit of a work with Mackenzie Dern's coach, though, because her and her striking's improved massively, and I think Cortez could do with that as well. So, yeah. um, I think they're similar in a way that. They'll prefer to fight on the ground, but they know they need to improve their stand up. And Dern's done that, but maybe Cortez has got to go and do that now as well. You see who wants to fight her? Uh, uh, Casey O'Neill. She knows that fighter sorted. I know, but she called her out on Twitter. I think or on, or on Instagram. It's... She was like, I'll take that fight or something, I think. She just wants to go about the That's how that is. Hmm. That would be a good battle because you've seen how good Casey's uh, ground game was the last time when she was sensational on her debut. So, um, talking about ground game, um, does Al Hassan know how to stand up? Does he know how to get off his ass? Mate, I don't rate him. Never have. He's just a one punch knockout artist. That was all he is, isn't he? He's just a one guy. Just loves to take people out and he's done it for years. Um, Miss fight in his last two miss fight, miss weight in his last two fights, moved up to middleweight and then just get ragdolled for for fifteen Mate, minutes really. All of these All of these ten wins have been in the first round. Aye. He's just he's just a full blood knocker out of stats. If he doesn't get you in the first round, he's no he's no one in the fight, you know what I mean? So yeah. can I see him being with the UFC much longer to be honest? No, me neither. I was disappointed because we all have a knockout artist, let's be honest. Somebody comes out and has that many punch knockouts on his record is um is pretty impressive. So he's yeah. always good for a a bit of um a bit of viewing. But um anyway, disappointing. Fair play to Malkin, he was absolutely sensational, really. Yeah. Anything else jumping out at you on this? Um, obviously there is a 
There is a, an elephant in the room to talk about, I suppose, and that's Romanov versus Espino. Yeah, I, I can't remember last time I seen a technical decision. I think I've ever seen one. I, I generally don't I think I've ever seen one. I don't think I've ever seen one myself. Um, I can't actually uh, remember one off the top of my head, but um, I, it was some. Um, Sorry, let's be honest. Think about any hospital and stuff like that afterwards for what I read. Well, I mean, when when you're pointing at your chest and saying you feel the pain, like fucking underneath your rib cage, that's definitely not good, man. You know, I've had a a couple of you know hits in the balls over the years, mate, and I've never ever can never ever say I've have felt it at my ribs. To be honest with you, um, that's a nice. Well, no bit area stuff, yeah, a wee bit of kind of something me tackle in there, and you go, oh my fuck's sake! But aye, that was that was bad, mate. Aye, that was really bad. One. It was a shame because it was a, it was a class fight. It was run round each, and it would have been, it have been another good couple of minutes left on that round. It would have been really good. Do you think? I mean, how would you have scored that last round? Those two and a half minutes. It was hard, wasn't it? It was a hard one to call as it was at that point. So again, an split decision. Yeah, you couldn't really argue at that point with calling a split decision because, as you say, one round each. You get into that thought, it was pretty tight for these couple of minutes, and all of a sudden Romanov gets these balls towed right up his can It was some yeah. man. Yeah. It wasn't nice, but again, I don't think well obviously good both guys will fall to kind of a bit of hype behind them as such of Espino. I've also had the fought for a few years after he's his bad injury he had Romanov's on a bit of a tear at the moment that's now technically three in a row I suppose you give him that um, he's won so still undefeated um, I'm to see with, with both guys going forward in the division because I like the two of them I really do I think the two of them are absolute class Spino's probably not got much left though because of his age yeah that's all I think you feel like it's just too late for one Spino don't you just at 40 years of age finally getting into the UFC and then obviously a day couple of years out probably maybe if he was able to fight straight after his um, ultimate fighter one then possibly he could have done a wee bit more but as you say he's getting on a bit now at the age of 4-0 the big 4-0 so wait and see what happens to it man yeah anything else you want to talk about before we move on uh, Mearsharp was a great finish I thought a great finish with Mearsharp Decent finish for Gravely as well, man. Great punch to, yeah, to finish it. Really I thought Gravely looked really good, mate. Um, yeah, Mearsharp's really. Mear always got the subs in his locker, mate. He's always got that in there. He, he, you, know what, you know what's weird, right? I don't know if this is just me being stupid, right? But is it just me or do Mearsharp's like, submissions seem to appear out of nowhere? Like, you'll see guys grab... What the fuck happened there? Aye, you'll see guys grapple and they'll be trying to get a submission for a good two or three minutes and then get it. But you're watching the two of them, they're on the ground. The next thing Fabinski's tapping, you're like, what the fuck happened there? It's just, I'm sure that's happened before. I'm sure when Gerald Mearshart tapped some out before, I was a bit like, what? Exactly. <laughs> hey, I think the thing with Gerald Mearshart as well is that he looks not disinterested, but he's quite, he's not all action. He's not, um, Try to get wired in. He's very placid at times, and then all of a yeah. sudden something happens, and it just fucking goes mental. You're like, what the fuck did that come from? He just looks um, like a big. He just looks like a big quiet dirt face bastard. But he's when he gets going, he's you know. 
it's a phrase that probably a lot of people will listen to us over a clue what it means, but Dear Faced exactly explains us, man. <laughs> Google Dear Faced, and uh, you'll get it. Um, so I don't know if you'll get anything from Dear Faced. You never know. In that right now. Overall, was it a decent card or meh? It's not a bad card, maybe. It's not a great card. I don't think the quality was really there in the card, um, apart from Whitaker's performance. Um, there was some decent performances on it, but again, one of those ones, it was, it was like, how good were the people, how good were the fighters used to be kind of fighting, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, no, it was decent. No, it was a decent card. It wasn't anything special. I wouldn't tell people to go and watch it or anything like that if they hadn't seen it yet, put it that way. Yeah. So, no, it wasn't bad. Alrighty, well let's move swiftly on. Oh, before we move on, you're getting humped in the, the fucking um, the predictions, by the way. Oh, absolutely humped. I think that's what the time you're just giving me a picture, and I'm just picking them off. I'm not even thinking about it. Well, you should think about it, mate. We're supposed to give our fans, you know. And our listeners some expert advice on these things, and that's two weeks in a row. I've like I've called like seventy percent of them or something like that. I need to try and find a wee bit more time for this weekend card because it's always a good card and there's some class fights on it. So yeah, get a wee bit more time if I could do my picks. Try and think about it a wee bit more. I get nine out of ten, mate. That's decent. What was the one you get right? Um, Fabinski. But I, 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 I can't even remember the ones I picked, to be honest. I know I picked the Spino and I picked Al Hassan because I expected Al Hassan to maybe do some sort of mad one-punch knockout. Um, I'll get Chairman wrong as well. I, I wanted the Spino to get some finish just because I like Espino. Um, but I can't remember the rest. Aye. Well, you get, you get Sherman wrong Al Hassan wrong, Espino wrong, and Fabinski wrong. Then I get Fabinski wrong as well, so I get six out of ten there. Yeah. Martian. Yeah. Just thought I'd rub that in while I'm ahead, you know. Overall for the overall for the this the, the year, I'm ahead Fifth. by nine. What's that? I'm ahead by nine overall for the whole year. I could easily change because we've seen us some events like fucking Four or five Adafins, so two events that could easily change. You know, well, that's um, there was one there, um, UFC 259. I got 11 out of 15, and you, you get seven. So it does, it does happen, mate. It can happen, my man. It can happen. Anyway, moving swiftly on, that was a kind of wee detour there. Um, okay, Bellator from Friday night. I've only seen wee bits of this. I've seen some of the finishes. Um, I've never seen any of Vadim Nemkov, but by all accounts, I've heard that he pretty much just outboxed Phil Davis and the scorecards didn't really do Vadim Nemkov justice. Would you agree, Mr. Mark? I would, I would say that was the case. I was surprised it was such a um, a close decision in the end, to be honest. I just thought Nemkov was just far too good, man. His, his tank's just outrageous. Um he strike it. He outstruck something like 140 to 60 or something. Like that. He totally outstruck Phil Davis for start. I think he made a couple. Of, if I remember correctly, that about one or two takedowns in there against Phil Davis. And Phil Davis was a very good high class wrestler. So to do that is, it's impressive. Ah, he's 
Nemkov is the real deal, mate. He's a he's a sensational fighter and he's a he's a very worthy champion for Bellator. So um, it'll take a lot for somebody to get that belt off him. I think. Yeah, can't see him beating him to be honest. No, I don't see him beating him either. To be honest, obviously Corey Anderson um, won his fight as well in the end. Um, Boy started well there. I don't even why I pronounce his name because yeah, I don't. Aye, um, he started well, but in the end, Corey just ground him down and. Um, it, was a great, it was a good finish in the end and then obviously you've still got Ryan Bader won last week didn't he mm-hmm. and you've still got Rumble versus Yo Romero to be had as well so I I just think them club will be too good for the the ex-UFC fighters in the end to be honest yeah, I think so, mate. I can't see, I can't see any one of them getting them. I mean, they're all they're all ex UFC except Nemkov and Yagshi Muradov. Yeah, mm. I knew Nemkov was name, but uh, I couldn't remember the rest to be honest. So, mm. um, a few things on this card. Um, Anderson's finish of Yagshi Muradov was just he got him down and then just pummeled the fuck out of him. Um, Steve Mowry against Sean Asher was brilliant. Um, the knee and then the ground pound after a minute. Um, do you know? <laughs> Do you know what his nickname is, Steve Mowry? What? I think like unofficially. It's not official because obviously I don't think, but he's called Tall Steve because he's six foot eight. He's he's his Instagram handle is Tall Steve Fights People. It's just it's just class. <laughs> it's like good it's like Tall I think his nickname's like Tall Steve Mowry, which is just brilliant. Um I watched uh Mads Burnell's finish of Saul Rogers again, good grappling from me Mads. I love Mads Burnell, man. There's something about him, I don't know what it is. There's an intensity in Mads Burnell that just, it's a shame that UFC binned him um, after, I don't think UFC had him for very long, did they? Mm, uh, three fights, fought Prezera, yeah. Santiago and Alan Allen was these three fights they had, so mm. only won one out of three, so it's probably a bit harsh actually to get shot at him at the time, to be honest. Yeah, um, but listen, he may make him a name for himself in Bellator. I think he's a class fighter, mate. I love watching him. As I say, there's an intensity about him. It's like maybe it's a, a I think maybe one like a, a Scandinavian intensity thing. But I mean, he's had four good performances in Cage Warriors, and then Bellator picked him up. Good win in his debut, and then obviously beating Saul Rogers as well. So he's he's been class. Um, it was a class finish. And the other one I seen was JJ Wilson smashing Pedro Carvalho. I think a lot of people were surprised by this because Pedro Carvalho is a bit of a vet, but yeah, JJ Wilson smashed him. That see the see that fifty three seconds of that second round. See if you got a chance. Go and watch that. Absolutely fucking mental, mate. I was I was seen. I never seen this fight. Um, there, but I remember seeing JJ Wilson. I, think I seen him beat um, Dyron Claxton. Yeah, mm-hmm. July last year, and he, he looked really, really good, man. He looked absolutely class. But I was surprised that was that easy against Cavalier then, mate. I, well, I don't know if it was that easy, but that second round, JJ Wilson came out like an, a caged animal, mate. It was absolutely ridiculous. Like it was fifty-three seconds of Jay Wilson trying to knock Cavalier's head off in that second round. Um, I didn't see the first round, so I don't know. Like, if maybe he said a rough first round and the coaches went, what are you playing at? Go and fucking finish this bastard. Go and do it. And he just went, all right, boss, no bother. I just ran out and tried to smash him because it was something else. But, yeah, decent finishes He's all there, around. Supposed to be a Pico versus Leo in this card as well. That's just a point you never got to see that. Well, never get, that never actually happened. It fizzled out. It was supposed to, but that never, that never got cancelled. That just, just kind of fizzled out in the end. Oh. But, all right. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Right. Oh, wow, this is the busy bit. How do you want to do this? Do you want to finish on UFC or do you want to start with UFC? 
May as well finish. Do you think it's better to start and then we can sack one of the other ones off if we talk too long about UFC? Nah, because I think there's really much to mention. Well, you've got one card this week. That, that'll take about 30 seconds because you've got John Lineker on it and that's that. There's a, although we don't cover, we're not massively into Mai Tai, there's a, a Mai Tai fight between two absolute living legends and Nikki Holskin and Wayne, uh, John Wayne Parr, which is like two absolute legends, mate. Like I'm I'm not massively into Mai Tai, but even I would think I'd like to watch that. That would be absolutely class. Yeah, it might be worth a watch tonight, so now that you say that. Um, so I, I might be worth that to catch. Don't get me wrong, you've used my car as well fighting on this card, so... There's a, there's a couple of decent fights on it, definitely worth catching. It's one, again, one's a bit like Cage Warriors. You'll struggle to get a bad fight on it. A lot of them are like that, mate. A lot of them are like that. So there's also KSW this week, um, which is headlined by a heavyweight championship fight and a lightweight championship fight as a co-main. But the heavyweight championship, right, is between the light heavyweight champion and the current heavyweight champion. So it's either your man, the lightweight guy, going up to light heavyweight to try and become a two-belter, but... The weird thing about this right here on topology, they've got the light heavyweight guy first. Surely that should be the other way about. Surely Phil DeVries is the, the number one guy. Yeah, I would, I would have thought so. I don't know why they've done it that way. Maybe just, I'd imagine this, whoever's filled this in, has just maybe just done it that way. It's no end. I don't it's a biggie. Yeah. Um, no, but I think this is, this is the second time they've fought into it as well. So yeah, they fought, I wonder a, if... they fought a couple of years ago for the same belt. Um and uh, DeVries won um, beat Narkin so Narkin will want a wee bit of payback but Narkin's in a bit of a tear and so is Phil DeVries man the records are class um, I'm actually quite I mean, I'm actually quite into that I'm trying to see if I can figure out how the hell I'm supposed to watch that um, I was actually thinking I wonder how the hell we actually get KSW in the UK because I ain't got a fucking clue if anybody knows let us know I know there's a couple of guys on Twitter that follow European MMA pretty, pretty well so maybe they could let us know lightweight championship fight between Marin Ziolkovsky and Maciej Kazyechko. Um Wow, man, this is a challenge for the old tongue. Um, Ziolkovsky won it after Gamrot dropped it because Gamrot signed with the UFC. He won the vacant belt and now he's obviously now defending it. Um, don't know much about the rest of the fight card, mate, but there's some class records on this. You know, 5-1, 12-1, voice to barbaric. I mean, but... The speed guys are against each other and stuff like as well, so... It's good, man, uh... so... He says we can figure it out and um, see where we can go for there. Uh, see if we can figure out how to watch it. But Right. Other thing this weekend, there's PFL. PFL are starting their regular season this weekend. It's the first of their cards and it's the Bantam, no, the Feather and the Lightweights are starting off. Obviously headlined by Anthony Pettis chasing the Lightweight Gold there. Um... I think, personally, I know Pettis is our name, right? 100% get that. But see if I'm Nathan Schultz or Lance Palmer, I'm a bit pissed off that I'm not headlining that card. Yeah, I would think so. After this thing, the two of them have won their titles back-to-back as well over the last couple of years, aren't they? So uh, I don't imagine the two of them will exactly be delighted with this, but I suppose that's up to the two of them. We go and put a performance on a Saturday night or whatever night of the week. That's actually what time we do, because it's Friday night, sorry. Um, going through every Friday night, look, this is this is mine. Why why am I not headlining this? I'm the I'm the main man here, especially in the ten show, especially after winning it two in a row. And you think he would be he should be the headliner. Um no, but there's some good fights on this. I've been looking through a bit of species, try to catch up with PFL, try to understand it and stuff like that. And um 
So cracking fighters on it, some cracking fights on Friday night itself. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, man. It should be good. Ben and Lachlan's on this as well. Um, How do you pronounce that name? Lachlan. That's not Lachlan. Apparently it's Lachlan. No, Lachlan. 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 You got to, you got to, it's like Lachlan. Sorry. Um, he's on this. Did you hear this? Did, we, did you see the wee story online about how he did? No. Uh, it's, it's Akman Aliyev, I think. I think it's Akman Aliyev, I think, if I remember correctly. His team couldn't get into America, basically, the visa permit issues, blah, blah, blah. So he was just kind of at a hotel, basically, trying to work it himself because he's, he's on his own team. And I think Lockman and his team kind of found him. Does he speak a lot of English? Basically, they've kind of taken him under his wing and they're going to corner him on Saturday night and stuff like that, or Friday night for the fight. Which was a fucking classic like a day because like, he didn't have to. There's the like, he's fighting and they say, "Oh no, she's 155, Sorry. Um, so I class thing to do. Prefer play Brendan Lockman and his team because that is that's brilliant. Especially they've got a lot to think about. It is but try to worry about this other guy who's just a random who they don't know. They don't know how he fights. How you going to corner the guy? You know what I mean? It's just especially with who, especially who with Brendan Lockman is fighting. No, Shaman Marais is. I like Shaman Marais. I really like Shaman Marais. I was surprised the UFC come. I know three losses, but or three or four losses in the UFC. But if you look at the losses in the UFC, they were the top level fighters. They were very, very good fighters that the guy was fighting. So I was surprised they cut. So I this will be this will be a class fight. This will be a sense. I think this will be the headliner for the prelims as well. So this will be a cracking fight. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing Showtime again. Love watching Pettis, he's brilliant. Always gives you something, doesn't it? There's always something standing up for you. So, exactly. I, um, I'm definitely trying to catch this PFL card again. I'm not sure how we watch it. So, if it's a, a YouTube number or anything like that in uh, UK, why don't you try and figure it out? Yeah, I'll figure it out, man. I'll figure it out. Right. Okay. The big one. Whoa, whoa. Here we go. Here we go. UFC 261, Usman versus Masvidal. The first time it's been outside of Las Vegas in America in about, what, nine months? A year almost? So do we not have Fire Island? No. I said in America, outside of Vegas in America. Oh, sorry, my bad. Aye. Some of that. I knew, uh, I knew you were going to pull me up for that because you weren't listening, you big dick. I knew. I was like, he's not listening to me here. He's... I was trying to figure out how to watch KSW. Aye, very good. I knew you would pull. I was like, I said, I'm going to say this, and he's going to pull me up for it. I was like, I know he is. Um, other than Fight Island, I wasn't talking about that. I says, in America, we haven't fought outside Vegas in, what, a year, probably? Somewhere, I would imagine the last time would have been Jacksonville previously, when they'd done it um, last May, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. That would probably have been the last time I would have thought, mate. Obviously, you've still got issues with us being full fans, 15,000 crammed in, but... I wouldn't say about issues, I've just about. No, I wouldn't be there, that's all I'm saying. No, I wouldn't be there either. So, so we've uh, we've certainly got a lot more kind of reserves, uh, kind of reservations about it in this country for sure. But um anyway, let's talk about the cards. Um anything okay, let's take the title fights out of the equation, right? They're not on the card, they've all been cancelled. Is there anything else on this fight to get excited about? It depends what Anthony Smith turns up. Mm-hmm. It depends what Cowboy Oliver turns up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's a few there's definitely a few class fights on this card apart from the three title fights for me. Um yeah. Brendan Allen versus Kurt Robinson as well, I think it's a really good fight. Um I think uh Bat Carroll versus Navitar will be a good fight. There's some decent stuff on this, mate. There really is a good a decent wee card on this. I don't think that the prelims are anywhere near the quality of the main card, but um I it's still a really good card for me to be honest. I'm really looking forward to it. There is some good card. there is some there is some good damn fights on it. I'm looking forward to seeing Pat Sabatini because he was supposed to make his debut against Rafael Alves at the end of uh February. That was the guy who missed the two weight classes, remember? I so was I so right. I've been trying to see him as well because if he's he's fighting the uh, Tristan Connolly who took the fight on like a couple of days' notice and beat um, I Michelle Pereira. That's the Wiz member back in twenty nineteen. Yep. Um, like that basically allowed me kind of open a gym or something like that, or go full time. I can't remember whatever it was at the time. One, one loss, one loss in ten fights. His current record is nine and one. Like, that's nuts, man. So that'll be a class fight. Him against... Oh, his picture on topology is something special, man. Kick on Tristan Conley, man. Aye. Okay. I don't really know what he's doing there, but he's got the guy fucking breed. Um, Brendan Allen, Cal Robertson. Brilliant fight. Um, love watching Brendan Allen. And I know I'm talking about Brendan this time and no Arnold. I know I'm talking about the right one. As long as you get it right this time, mate. Um, we love a... We love a Balkan fighter, mate. He's not undefeated, but he's still Balkan. Um, Serbian, I think that flag is. I can never remember them. They all look the bloody same. Um, <laughs> I've said people in the Balkans, don't you? Well, the flags do look the same-ish, so listen, it's fine. Yeah, he's from Serbia. He's from Novi Sad. Um, I think that I'll give you the look the same as the Slovenian one and the Serbian one. I'll give you later. Aye, there's a couple of them look the same. I know, I know Croatia's different. I know that. I can tell that one, and I can tell Bosnia because it's got yellow in it. But I'm good with flags and all, mate. In fact, you know what? See, to be honest, Steve, you have to put all of them next to each other: Slovakia, Slovenia, Croatia. I'd be able to tell you what they all are. It's just without the other ones next to it, I can't do a process of elimination. But aye, Serbian, um, love it. Um, as you say, it depends which Anthony Smith turns up. I'm going to make a prediction: Jimmy Crook's going to smash the shit out of Anthony Smith. There you go. Yeah, I think this could be Jimmy Coots kind of coming out, not coming out party. That's not the right kind of way to do it because he obviously has some, some cracking wins over the last um, few years he's been in the UFC. But I think this is definitely the one that will maybe that'll push him forward. I think he's ranked about 10th or something, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13th, sorry. So he's ranked 13th. So Andy Smith is currently ranked 6th. So fuck, Jimmy Coots beats Andy Smith. That puts him fucking right in this conversation, by the way. So, um, I, I wouldn't disagree with you too much there. I think this could be Jimmy Cripps fucking look at me. I'm going to be a champion, another Australian champion in the UFC. Yeah. All right. 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 Did I mention Simon versus Jaya Hall? No. Cool. Right. Sim- Do you want to talk about it? I, mean, I don't even know what to talk about it, to be honest. I don't know how to talk about it. I don't know where to go with it. So, nah. Right. Simple question. Yes or uh, no? Right. Well, there'll be a title change on Saturday. Yes. Oh, right. Come on then, three names. Give me your three names. Who are your three winners? Isman. Right. Sheva. Dick. Rose. I'm sorry, mate, right? There is more chance of Jorge Masvidal beating Kamara Usman than there is Rose Namunis beating Wiley Zhang. Why? 
I just, I don't know. I just, I can't see Rose Namunas getting anywhere near Willy Zhang. I'm sorry, I just don't. I just don't, mate. I, I, I think Rose Namunas is a good fighter, mate, right? And I think she was Joanna Yedrashek's uh, kryptonite, as we've discussed before. But other than that, I'm not sure. I just think Willy Zhang's in such a different level, mate, from all of these girls. I really do. I think Willy Zhang's like um, Sheva. I really believe that. Different level altogether. I don't think any of these change hands. I think, I think these all stay where they are, hundred percent. I think that is for me. I agree with you, Usman Sheva. There's no doubt it's two of them. I think I'll probably stay where they are. Uh, I don't know what it is about Rose. I just just got a feeling. I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling and. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm probably wrong and probably Zhang will go out and fucking smash her face down and beat her up and probably that strength advantage that she's going to have in Saturday night will be a massive difference. Um, but Rose, Rose is a very, very good fighter and I don't know. I just, I don't know. I fancy her. I don't know why. I just fancy they win the fight. There's no reason for that. I've got no very more reason. Sometimes you just go, aye, fuck it. I'm having her. Mm-hmm. can't see it personally but listen it is what it is I could be totally wrong I've staked my life on it there and said that it, it just wouldn't happen but you never know mate listen anything can happen in a, a 25 minute fight Um, I just can't see there being a title change if I'm honest with you mate I just can't see it I just can't see take any of them close what? take any of them actually be close nah I think Usman I think Usman might finish Masvidal this thing um I reckon. I'm not really sure. I reckon Sheva will finish Andrade. I don't know something in me that thinks Sheva's due a, Sheva's due a smash, um, and I think Andrade might just be unfortunately in the way um, to get that smashing. I think Zhang and Nami Yunus will probably be the best fight of the three. If I'm honest, uh, I don't think Willy Zhang knows how to have a bad fight. To be honest, I mean. Her fight with Yedrichich will go with me to my grave, mate. It's still one of the best things I've ever seen in my, all my life, man. Um, still, still etched in my brain. That fight was just utterly class. So, yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I, I don't know which fight will be the best of the three. I think the best performance... I think the best performance will have to come from Zhang to beat Nam Yun as well. I think that's the hardest fight in a lot, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? For the yeah. champions, the hardest fight out of the three is without a doubt Zhang. Um... But I I think Usman I think Usman is annoyed at himself after the last Masvidal fight, so I think Usman wants to go and fucking kick the fuck out of Masvidal. That's basically what he says when he beat um his face. Fuck, I can't remember who he beat last fucking time he fought. Um Burns, when he beat Burns, that's basically what he says. Like he's pissed off for himself, but he didn't actually just smash Masvidal. He should have smashed him. And I agree with you, he probably will smash him. Um <sighs> I think Masvidal will give as good as he can get on the stand-up because that's what he is. He's a, he's a boxer. He's a... Brawler. He's a brawler. That's, that's his game. But um, I think we might see the old Usman here and I think he'll just get down and just truck and try and ragdoll him and try and fucking smash his face on on the ground. Yeah. Um, I hope so. I hope this isn't 25 minutes of Kamar Usman cuddling Jorge Masvidal. I just... I, I can't... Um... I don't think he would allow himself to do that. I think he'd done that in the first fight and I don't see I don't see any reason why he would do that again. I think if you're going to do that again after doing the exact same thing in the first fight, I think he'll get absolutely destroyed on the kind of media and pundits and stuff like that to do that kind of thing again, especially after coming out and saying that he wants to basically fucking destroy Masvidal. 
So I think there's no doubt that I think Usman will finish him. I think he'll finish him inside three rounds and I think it'll be a fucking bloodbath. It's funny that I was just thinking it out loud. I'm just thinking about how we move this conversation on a bit, right? And I was thinking we've talked about Usman, we've talked about Zhang, but there's no part of me that wants to talk about Shevchenko. Why is that? Is it because she's boring? I don't, I don't think she's boring. I just think she's been so dominant that you don't expect anything. It's a bit like Nunez. You don't want to talk about Nunez. I said this previously when we spoke about and try to talk about Nunez. I don't want to talk about her because there's nothing interesting to talk about. You just just know that she's probably going to go and win that fight. Um, I think I tried to come up with reasons last time Nunez fought when she fought Anderson that why would Anderson win the fight? How could Anderson find the fight? And to be honest, I was just blowing hot air because I knew it wasn't happening. At that moment of time, can I see any reason for Andrade to beat Sheva? Probably not. Um, and that's probably where things are. And it's just that's just what Sheva is. Sheva will go out, she'll put on a performance. Um, I think after her last one was a bit of a warm-up performance. Um, in her last fight, I think she's obviously been injured for a wee while. But I think at this time, she'll probably be a wee bit more tuned up. She'll be a wee bit more, not on the ball, it's not the correct word, but she'll be 100%. Aye. Um, so she'll be more on a percent and she'll be ready just to go and give Andrade a, not a doing probably a doing not the right word she has a she has a former flyweight champion Andrade you know what I mean she's not a she's not a bowling pin as such she's just going to go and knock over she's a she's still been a very good fighter so um, she's a bowling pin mate sorry okay fair enough I like your I like your try to justify that this fight's going to be I just can't see anything past. I would love Jessica Andrade to go there and smash Shevchenko, mate, but I just cannot. Can I see past Sheva, man? It's just snaped on a level. Mate, see if the three bills stay where they are, I wouldn't be surprised. No. I've just got a feeling for Rose, and that was the only one that would change for me. Um, I don't know why, but maybe I'm just hoping for a change just to keep that division kind of mixed up because there is a very a lot of good fighters in there, and I think it'd be quite good if the title did continue to change hands. But if, it, if it changed hands, then Zhang would probably get a rematch, and then that ties it up, whereas if Nama Yunus gets beat, somebody else gets a go at, a go at Zhang. Um, I just love Zhang, man. I don't know what it is. There's something savage about him. There is that, mate. There is that. But um, I wait and see what happens on Saturday night. I'm buzzing for it. It's a class card, and I can't wait to watch it on Sunday morning. Yeah, well, you'll know about them Saturday, that's for sure, seeing as you're a part-timer these days. Start to about fucking 11 o'clock or something. Mate, I'm fucking asleep by 11 o'clock. Uh, right, before we move on, quickly, KSW and PFL. Yeah. We watched you neither. Oh, great. Why is that? KSW is available on Fight TV, which will cost you $11.99. Lovely. And PFL is available on MMA TV. Um, no idea how much that will cost you, but it does seem to be a subscription service of some sort. So, I fake TV just get bought by somebody, or was was it who was it that bought it? Somebody just bought it. Oh, it was Triller that bought it. Right, well, that's anyway. So that's oh, charming. That's a nice link. Do you want to talk about Ben Askren? No, not at all. I'm not interested, man. Do you want to talk about it? I could give a fucking shiny shit if he did. I'd have taken a dive, but I was getting paid half a million quid to get knocked out in the first round. I think it's all utter bullshit, mate. That is, so. That is what it is, man. I honestly couldn't care less. Yeah. All right, cool. Moving on. Right, let's finish off with your news and your fight fight announcement of the week. Please, Mr. Morrison, hit me with it. 
Uh, we'll go five rounds for the week. Digilima versus Yaroslav Amazov has been made for the Bellator welterweight title, which is a fucking beauty of a fight. I like Amazov. I think he's fucking tremendous, but we all know how good Digilima is. So um, you obviously can't see Scott's face at this moment in time, but he is in a bit of shock. How, um, I didn't see that, man. That's mental. Oh. <laughs> it's a class fight, mate. And it? it's, uh, it's an absolute beauty for the welterweight title. I think we spoke couple of weeks back if there's anything left for Dugalima and somehow we forgot about Amosov so um, aye class um, we'll continue with the Bellator theme before we move on MVP's fighting uh, Derek Anderson again that's been rebooked for 258 in fact I don't think they fought previously I think it got cancelled before I can't remember why mm-hmm. um, James Gallagher's out his fight with Patchy Max which is really disappointing because it would have been good to see James Gallagher actually fight somebody worth fighting yeah um, UFC will quickly go into that. Uh, Billy Quarantino versus Herbert Burns. They're fighting July 17th. That'll be a decent fight. Yes. Phil Hawes versus Kyle Dorcas. I think that'll be a good fight as well. Mm-hmm. Um, other one that was close to be my fight of the week was Diego Ferreira versus Gregor Gillespie. Um, another one that I thought looked good was Wally Alvarez versus Ramazan Imeev. So, aye, they're probably my, um, they're my fights. The only one that I haven't mentioned and I, I don't know if I should mention it, but I have to because a title fight, Amanda Nunez is fighting Juliana Pena, but a bit like talking about Nunez at any point in this show, I get I get bored talking about Nunez, so... Um, Especially that fight, that, that fight does not, that fight does not excite me one bit. It does not tickle my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Tickle Fancy. my, uh, yes, thank you, um, but... Anyway, that's August, so that's UFC 265. Oh, I think Thingy has made, made as well. Um, what's his face? Lavic versus Glover, I think, 266 in September. It's miles away, man. That is miles away, but aye, so that's September. So, hey, I thought for that, it's a lot, my man. Nice one, nice and quick. Right. Thank you, as always, to everybody who listens. We do appreciate the love. Um, Continue to listen, guys. Let us know if there's anything you like. Let us know if there's any way we can watch KSW and PFL without having to pay £12 for Fight TV, please. I know there's plenty of guys out there who do um, watch KSW and stuff like that, so if you know, please let us know. It would be good. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening, as always, and we will catch you next week.